0: Hi there. Welcome to OTs Get Paid, the podcast for OT entrepreneurs where we learn about everything you need to know to move from thinking like a therapist to acting like a CEO and making good money along the way. Are you curious how to continue to be true to your mission of helping others as an OT and get paid what you're worth? Do you want to know the best tips that add zeros to your bank account? Do you wonder how other OTs do it too? I'm your host, Trish Williams, a Canadian, a mom, a not-so-closet-choir nerd, and occupational therapist of over 26 years. I spent most of those years loving my profession, but secretly wishing I could get paid a lot more. Did I feel like I had an important job that had great impact on my clients and society? Check. Did I also wish I could feel validation in that work through getting paid enough to feel financial freedom? Check, check. So finally in my 40s, as a single mom who needed to get real with my income, I built two six-figure businesses, including my latest as an OT entrepreneur coach at Trish Williams Consulting. And through this, I heard the secret shame that others felt the same way too. So I'm raising my voice and raising my profile of this issue, and probably raising my prices. I'm here to talk about OTs making money. So let's do like Scrooge McDuck and dive into those giant piles of gold coins and get swimming and start this episode. Welcome OT entrepreneurs to the OTs Get Paid podcast, episode 64, where we're going to jump in to talk about the focus you need for your fourth quarter so that you can achieve your goals by the end of 2022. Now, I don't know where I heard this, but I want to tell you, quote, how you set the tone for this quarter is how you roll into next year. Again, I can't source that. I don't remember where I heard it from, but I really liked it. Does it feel a little ominous to me? It might, but it also reminds us to focus on closing out the year strong in order to have that rollover for starting the next year on the right foot. Let's face it, we remain in uneasy times, and depending on your government... Are we coming out of a pandemic? Is the pandemic done? Are we full-fledged still in pandemic world? Not going to get into that at this point. You know, we have effects that are lingering about the pandemic, and we also have what people are predicting the start of a pretty significant global recession, and I don't want to ignore that. How we approach these challenges as business owners is really up to us. Do we want to be pessimistic about this reality, or can we be proactive? And how we show up for our business is how we show up for our team and for our clients. And it starts with you. Every concept from every podcast is something that I teach inside my programs and with my one-on-one clients. This episode is going to be a little bit different because we're going to focus on the now. We're going to focus on the fourth quarter, ending of 2022, and how you can get those goals achieved. And that's also why I address the time that we are in right now. So you know what I'm going to ask you. You know the first thing. If you know me, I know you're saying, plan. Do you have a plan? (laughs) Do you even know that the beginning of October is the beginning of the fourth quarter. Did you know that? October, November, December. If we take 12 months, divided by four quarters, we have 90-day cycles, we have three months. So the beginning of October is the fourth quarter. Does this even matter to you? It does. Whether you're an unpaid therapist with a business or a feast and fam business owner or a CEO with money to spare you want to become a get paid peep and you don't want to work thousands and thousands of hours doing it. Now, if you don't know where you are on this, I want you to go to the OT's get paid quiz and it'll tell you if you're in the start grower scale phase and give you tips on what to do next. This episode is partially going to depend on where you are on that scale and you're going to choose the action steps that make the most sense for you in this episode. But the very fact is you need to decide on a next step. You need to know what your plan is for the fourth quarter. We have a podcast about this, episode 57, on the benefits of a CEO retreat, which is really slowing down to speed up. So we're going to talk about three different areas that you can focus on for the fourth quarter. The first, obviously, is a strategic plan do you have so the plan is to have a strategic plan do you have a strategic plan a strategic plan is in 90day cycles in one year cycle and in a three-year cycle so it automatically lends itself to planning for Q4 what I hear very regularly from the ot entrepreneurs that I get to talk to is people say I listen to your podcast I follow all your stuff gosh a strategic plan I know I need one I've heard you say it a million times but I haven't done one yet So let's again talk about the why. This building a strategic plan allows you to get into the guts of your business. You look at all the important pieces, pieces that you might not even really know about if you are more in the start phase. Even in Feast and Famine, people are identifying as business owners, but they can't really wrap off the lexicon of important areas like marketing, operations, sales, finances, customer satisfaction, new program development, et cetera, et cetera. The most popular thing that I hear, especially in the 100K club is people have said, you know, I've built this thing, but I still don't really know what I'm doing. And the strategic plan really gives you outlines to begin to know what you're doing so that you have a bit of a business education, even by looking at the different prompts and the different headers of the things to focus on. So again, it's what to focus on in 90 days, one year and three years, and the steps to make that happen. It's a roadmap. It allows you to be proactive. Instead of reactive, it also allows you to know what to work on when you finally sit down to work on the business and you know what to do. We have a free template. We believe in this so much. We have a free template and we have a podcast that walks you through in a step by step fashion. That's season one, episode 14, the number one habit that makes money in your business. We have just started doing this in the 100K Club. And I had one of our clients say, I'm so glad that we're finally doing this. I know it's important. And I know I want to get this done. If this feels too daunting to you, even with the free support that we have, I want to remind you we do have a CEO Payday where I sit with you one-on-one, and we spend hours and hours together. We spend over half a day together, really looking at how we can build this for your company. We've had more interest in this program as the year is closing out. I only do it one day a week. I only have a certain number of spots. If that interests you, please, you know, send me a DM over Instagram or over Facebook. Get into the Facebook group, OTs Get Paid Facebook group, and we can connect that way. There's also a link in the podcast show notes to book a discovery call with me so we can chat about it and see if it fits. Additionally, if this feels too daunting to you and you don't want the free template and you don't want to Pay for support and guidance and do a deep dive for a CEO payday. Let's talk about a few other things that you can do that can help get that focus for you to reach your goals. So, number one was build a strategic plan. Number two is let's look again at your marketing. Marketing is pretty basic, it falls into three chunks, really. One is traffic, one is leads, and one is your customer. So, the traffic is your reach, the people that know of you. This podcast is an example of traffic. Lots of people know about Trish Williams Consulting and OTs get paid because of this podcast. That is traffic. Number two is leads. That's people that raise their hand and say, yes, I want to engage with you. And typically you get an email address, a text number is, you know, so popular these days. It is somebody that has raised their hand and said, I'm actually really interested. I want, you know, I want to stay in touch with you. They might not be ready to buy. Three is customer, somebody that pays you for a problem that you solve. Now, many, many times when we talk about marketing, what I have heard from others is that that oh feeling comes over. Listen, lots of us love marketing. Lots of you love marketing. I've heard that. It also feels like a... Hey, Trish. Yes, Ashley? As an OT entrepreneur who's just starting to make money, I bet you've thought, oh my gosh, I just got my first few clients. What the heck do I do now? Don't worry. At Therabyte, we have you covered. We heard you and we created intake and consent templates just for you. So you've downloaded the template and now you can say, amazing, I know exactly how to get my clients started. Oh, I wish I'd had this in the beginning. I pulled everything together and needed something this efficient. Okay, so where can listeners find these templates, Ashley? Super easy. The link will be in the show notes. You just hop over to our website, find templates, and you've got your download. Sounds great. Bit of a void into which you pour yourself and you're not sure of what that return on your investment is. And that's often because you're just thinking about marketing as traffic. And getting more traffic, just having people know who you are, know what you do, know the problem you solve, isn't always the easiest. So I don't want you to think of marketing as a giant traffic mountain, especially if you're trying to close in on your end of the year goals. I want to remind you that many of you already have leads and customers. If you've sold anything to anybody, you have a customer. And I bet you had a few leads before that. Let's focus on these leads and customers for now in order to help you reach your 2022 goals. Have you connected with your leads to see what you could sell them? Very recently, I did a very mini launch for the 100K Club. Why was it a mini-launch? Because I had a great email list I could already connect with. I have lots of people that reach out to me in my DMs. We have a great Facebook group. We had people that had already paid, in fact, to join the program, and we had people on the wait list. With me returning for some time off, with me having a new ops assistant that I am training, from a very practical perspective, it wasn't the best use of my time with those factors on the table to blow out a huge launch. Do we have the SOPs for launch? Sure we do. Do we have the tech for launch? Absolutely. Did it feel like we were firing on all cylinders from a marketing perspective? Not 100%. Did we have this killer program? Absolutely. So, I chose a modest launch and I went to people in a modest way. Professionally, I've really been missing the connection with people since I've had more time off. And I really wanted to be able to pour myself into a really manageable group. The scientist in me is also curious to see how a smaller group would maybe benefit my clients more than a larger group this is only the second time we've run it. I wanted to see what what smaller numbers would do for the success rate of others and the people who are taking this program. So I ran two podcast ads. You probably have heard them. I sent out one email and I did one shout out on social media and a great partnership with Therabyte. And it was done and we were filled. We hit the goals that I had set. So that's an example of how you can lean into your leads that you already have. Churn rate. Churn rate is how you keep your current clients. Now, what's the easiest way to keep your current clients? Well, number one is to do something pretty amazing and solve the problem that they have and do it in a great way. I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times. That is not the problem with the majority of OT businesses. It's not. It does beg us to question how can we keep those clients when they naturally, especially in the service industry, and it, pardon me, especially if we provide a service, especially any kind of one-on-one therapy, how can we keep them in an ethical and responsible way? I'm going to tell you, you ask them. I want to remind you that you ask them. And I don't want you to focus. This is something that I learned in my mastermind. I think I heard it about a month ago. I don't want you to focus on On the customers that did have a complaint or that didn't super love you or that were trucking along and then all of a sudden went, nah, I didn't like the way you sent out that email or I don't like the way that, whatever it could be, something benign that you had to close that night because of a thunderstorm or whatever. I want you to think about your best customers. What does your best customer want? And the easiest thing you can do is ask them, I know all of you have customers that would Shout your name from the rooftops. I know you have some of those. So what does that person want? Go to them and ask them. At this time, you do not need to throw out a bunch of new things. A lot of people right now are wanting to make money online A lot of people I know are coming to me and saying, okay, I'm loving my bricks and mortar or I'm loving the product that I'm selling and I want to now open up a whole new avenue and make money online because it's going to be cheaper and I'll be able to get more customers at that price point and I have a whole new lane. I can find more traffic I can find more leads and more customers. My one-on-one time is expensive. What could be easier than that? I'll tell you what's easier than that. You do not need to start something new in order to close out strong. Go to your best customer. Ask them. Keep it really authentic. Now, this is what I did. I have a podcast on it, Season 1, Episode 5, How to Build and Sell a High-End Offer. Now, I chose to go in on a high-end route. You don't have to, but I do want you to go back to that podcast episode if this is interesting to you and listen, because creating intensives was my favorite way because I asked my favorite clients. In fact, wait a second. The story is I didn't even ask them. They told me. I quite literally had one of my very favorite customers say to me, boy, I wish I could have more Trish in my pocket. Ding. Ding. They gave me the answer. And I was really, really authentic. Do an experiment together. Go to your best customers and say, Hey, you know, if you could have more from us, from me, from here, what would it be? Doesn't have to be hard. Those customers will lean in and many of them will raise their hands. I know many of you are first and second movers. They will raise their hands. I just signed up for a new product that my singing teacher, she actually has a membership, so she's not doing one-on-one singing lessons anymore. She's doing a membership model. Now, I'm going to be blunt. I'm not sure if I love it. I started a couple weeks ago. However, I sure as heck love supporting people who identify as female in their solopreneur businesses. I sure as heck love the product she's given me, choir, my singing teacher, my kid's singing teacher. And you know what? I am happy to be (laughs) one of those customers that says, heck yes, Lauren, I'm gonna give that a whirl. I'll give it a try. That is $70 a month that I am very comfortable spending even if I didn't love it. I wanted to experiment with her because I believed in her. So think about this rather than blowing out a whole new product, (laughs) finding new traffic, finding new leads, finding new customers. Okay. Number one was a strategic plan. Number two was marketing. Number three, you know what? At the beginning, I think I said I was going to give three and I'm actually going to give four. Mm, Did I make that mistake in the beginning? I may have. Number three area to focus on for Q4, if you want to, you know, finish strong on those goals is looking at your financials. There are a few areas of financials and we're going to go over them again. One is your gross. What? All the money you've ever billed that has ever come back to you is your gross. And obviously, we're pretty partial to gross around here because our programs are based on $100,000 working full-time in your business. Road to 100K and 100K Club. But there's more, and it's actually even more important. There's the net. After you pay yourself, after you have your expenses, what is left over? There's ensuring that you have owner's comp, that you are paying yourself, and there is profit. If you don't know what those are, you can pick up the book, Profit First. And you can join us in one of our programs because we go over this in great detail to make sure that, you know, reading a a balance sheet isn't easy. I don't find it easy at all. And I've spent lots of time in this and I hired a bookkeeper to put me in bookkeeper boot camp. (laughs) In fact, there's a podcast episode about it, which is season one, episode nine called Overcome Your Fear of Numbers to Build the Business of Your Dreams with Heather Grant, who is my bookkeeper. I also teach my clients that are in the growth and the scale phase about profit margin and your critical number. Profit margin is what is the cushion that you are making on your sales. And that is a amazing very responsive not reactive but proactive number that shows you how you are doing every day, week, month in your business along with a critical number. A critical number is getting really clear on what you need to sell, how many of a certain product you need to sell in order to hit your goals of that year or that month or that quarter. So for example, How many therapy sessions do you need to sell in order to hit your critical number? What is the number of the product you need to sell in order to hit your financial goals? Let me be clear on this. The critical number is the number of things that you need to sell and the outcome of that is a financial number, like a gross. How many number of trials do you need to sell because you know that it translates into sales? I'm not sure if many of you have thought of this. If you haven't worked with me and if we haven't discussed this. And if you don't know what this is, that's fine. Join the 100K Club, we can teach you. Additionally, you can open up your financials right now and take a really good hard look. Do you know what your best seller is? You can sell more of it. So for example, if your best seller is therapy sessions... And you need 30 a month, let's say I'm literally pulling numbers out of the air. Do you know how many of those you need to sell at what price in order to hit your financial goal? If your best seller is summer programs, if your best seller is your less expensive product, if your best seller is a very expensive product, that's great. Do you know what that translates into? How many you need to sell in order to hit your financial goals? Another way to look at your financials is to not just look at growing those numbers, but what can you cut from those numbers? You have two types of expenses. You have fixed expenses. For most of you, that's rent or maybe the monthly price of your EMR. And then there are variable expenses. So for example, a variable expense for me would be my podcast editor. Depends on <laughs> how many mistakes I make. I don't know if you all can hear the dog that's been barking in the background. <laughs> I was hesitant to bring it up because I don't know if you can hear it yet. Hopefully you can't, but if you can, I'm dog sitting and this lovely dog is very barky. So my apologies. <laughs> You know, remember I said being authentic earlier? (laughs) Yep, just be authentic. At any rate, that is a variable expense because it depends on how much work Christian has to do. So I never know exactly what the podcast editing is going to cost every month. I have an idea of the range. I want you to comb all of these expenses over and ask yourself if it is spending or if it is revenue generation. So I would not consider my variable podcast editing expense to be spending. I know that the podcast is revenue generation for us. How do I know this? Because so many people come to us as a lead and then eventually as a customer because of the podcast. It is amazing, amazing, amazing for us as a traffic generator and it creates a like, no, and trust. So many people, in fact, I would say at least 75% of the people who eventually get on a clarity call and want to discuss working together and checking into the programs and seeing if they're a good fit, they're already pretty relaxed. There's a like, no, and trust because they know what I do and they've pretty much heard of the programs and they know that I'm not going to sell them something that they don't need. So the podcast is expensive. It is also revenue generation. Is it making you money? Is it making you money? Open up your books, go over that, and check it out. There are a few other podcasts that we have that you can listen to to help you with this. Season 1, Episode 7 is 5 Ways to Add Revenue Without Hiring More Therapists, if you have a service industry. Season 2, Episode 27 is Breaking Out of the Time for Money Trap. I'm always dropping these in here because I want you to know that there's so much that you can do. That is free and I want you to be able to follow the content that we've already put out there. So which of these are you going to focus on in terms of your expenses? Again, I don't want you to make it hard. Pick one of these. If going over your books and looking at your expenses and getting a new cell phone service provider or cutting out that membership to a clinical toolkit that you don't use is enough for you, then that's wonderful. I want to end for number four on something even more basic that I heard this week in my mastermind. And it is the easiest question in the world to answer when you need to refocus. And that is, what do you want to focus on, time or money? That's all you got. Those are your biggest assets. You got your time or you got money. If you want to focus on money, bloop, rewind and listen to everything financial I've talked about again. If you want to focus on your time, I encourage you to do a time audit. Once again, that's something we do in one of our lessons, and we have the coolest time audit form. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. We talk about $10 tasks, $10,000 tasks, where you're spending your time. It'll just blow your eyes wide open as a CEO how much of your time is spent doing $10 tasks, which don't mean a lot in the grand scheme of things, in order to save you time. But you don't need that form. You can do your own time audit. And I I want you to take it seriously. Open up a piece of paper, open up a Google Doc, and just start tracking or print off a calendar and start really getting clear on where you're spending your time and if it is making you money. Because again, I don't care if you're making $100,000 a year if you're working 80, 90 hours a week. That is not what OTs want. I know you do not want that. And I don't want that for you either. We also have the free, I'm going to remind you, CEO Weekly Report. Go listen to season one, episode 16. There's a whole podcast about how to use it. Date your CEO self. And we have a free template where you can copy the one that I use every single week. And this is a way, it is a narrative way. It's not a spreadsheet where we track numbers. This is a narrative way for you to consistently focus on what are you doing, what's working, what's not working, what do you need to tweak, what do you need to focus on. It has a productivity element to it while keeping an eye on goals. If you have team members, I want to remind you that they can also do a time audit. If you're not sure of the people that you're paying, how they are spending their time, then make sure you just choose one or two and ask them or do a time audit on them. Because again, this will help you focus on are you using your time wisely and your team's time wisely? So this is a mishmash of things that I have heard. I always try to give the source of where I've heard. It's a mishmash of my mastermind group, business podcasts I listen to, books that I've listened to, podcasts that I've recorded before. So that's where this topic has really come from. And I would really love to hear you as we're closing out if you liked this type of episode. This is a more timely episode. I would love for you to DM me over Instagram or come in the OTs Get Paid Facebook group and tell me, are you interested in more of these timely topics? Would you want a masterclass on this topic? Do you want some co-working time to work on these things? Last year, I did one or two masterclasses on building a strategic plan together? Should we be doing this quarterly? I'm not sure because I don't know what you want. So I would love to hear how this episode lands for you. I'd love to hear what you chose. And I'd love to hear how you would like to do more of this in the future together. Okay. See what I did there? See what I'm doing here? I'm not actually on the hunt for new leads with this or new traffic. I'm actually asking the audience that I already have. (laughs) see, it doesn't have to be hard. (laughs) If you want something and we do it together and I can do it at a modest price and lots of people come, bingo. See how that works? Just putting it out there, people. (laughs) Taking my own advice. Thanks for listening. Until next time, paid peeps. Talk to you soon. This has been OTs Get Paid, recorded live in Studio C. That's Studio Closet. I'm Trish Williams. If you have feedback on today's episode, send us a DM on IG at OTs Get Paid or join our Facebook group at OTs Get Paid. We would really love to hear from you. We'd also love it if you could subscribe and write a review for the podcast. Each month, I'll pick a random review for a shout out to get your name and business on the air. Until next time.